Uh, hello and good afternoon. I'm your host today, Abner Belsky. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Mr. Lenny Dykstra, who's a former three-time All-Star, and he was also a part of the famous 1986 Mets who won the World Series, and is a former New York Met and Philadelphia Phillies player. Thank you so much, Mr. Dykstra, for joining me on my podcast today. So let's begin. Mr. Dykstra, I'm 13. We all have dreams, but dreams are cheap. What did you have to do to make your dream a reality and make it to the MLB? Hey, what's up, uh, Abner? Good to Good to be doing your show, man. Um, but yeah, I know everyone needs dreams, you know. But dreams are are the only reality with hard work, you know. So you know what took what took me to get to the big leagues was is things that you know other people wouldn't do and go the extra mile. So you know, I, I grew up having one friend in, in, in school and that's because I needed somebody to play catch with, you know? That's so, a great quote. Yeah, I mean, because I was dedicated to making it. I grew up in a very middle class family, you know, but a great family, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I didn't like the middle, you know, that's why I wanted out, so my way out was baseball and and uh, that was the way, way it went down, you know? That's awesome. Um, what kind of things did you have to go the extra mile to get to the MLB? Well, discipline. So, like, what I would do, because, you know, in high school, everybody's going to parties and doing all this and stuff. You know, I, um, I never went to a dance. I never went to a party. I never drank a beer. I never did anything except, you know, before I would do anything, I would say, you know, I'd always ask myself a question and say, you know, if I do this, will this help me get to the big leagues, you know? And if the answer was no, I wouldn't do it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So hard so, work and dedication. Yeah, it is because you, you got to think about it now. There's only 30 teams in Major League Baseball. So if you're a center fielder, that means that you have to be one of the 30 best players, not in California, not not in New York, okay, not in Florida, not in Japan, not in not in not in Puerto Rico, the world, okay, okay. So there's only 30 jobs open. So if you think about the odds on making it, it's, it's, it's almost insane because not only do you have to get to the big leagues, then you have to take someone's job. See. Yeah, yeah. So it's well, really, you know, but but like I said, you know, but for me it was a little different because I had this uh, gift, you know, I had a knack, and I always knew I was going to the big leagues, you know. Well, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, the next question is, so everyone heard that the 86 Mets were talented, wild, crazy, and chasing that championship all season? Is there a picture that you can paint or tell a story to me um, from your point of view on what happened to the Mets at 80, uh, during 86? Well, we, we had great chemistry, you know, and I mean, they say that the team is wild and everything. Yeah, but it wasn't even close to my 93 Phillies team. I mean, we made the 86 team look like school children, you know? Really? Yeah, oh yeah, Phillies team, 93. Oh yeah, 86, so... We, we had the chemistry, you know, and we had young players with, mixed with veterans, and, you know, we had big names, and, and we just, you know, we, we kind of, we had a little bit of strut to us, and 
and you know, and um, with the New York fans, it was pretty awesome, you know. Yeah. Did you know that you were going to win the World Series that year? Like, did you have that feeling? Yeah, actually. Actually, I did, you know, and uh, and I'll tell you the key to winning that World Series, and, and I can say this because it's true. A lot of people don't even, don't know this, but in 86, um, it was... It was my, uh, so you're too young to remember, but in 86, Mike Scott dominated, okay? Like, he was unhittable that year. So, this is in the playoffs against the Astros. So, he's, we're in game six, and we're losing 3 nothing. And Bob Nepper's pitching, he's a left-handed honey thumber. And, you know, then Mike Scott is game seven. So, if he goes to game seven, you know, he, pretty much turn off the lights, you know, we, we wouldn't have a chance, you know what I mean? So, I wasn't playing because Davey was, the manager was platooning me. So, in the ninth inning, he says, you're leading off the ninth, you know, pitching. I said, oh, you finally want to win, huh? You know, and he got up there and hit a triple, and that triple set the tone, we ended up coming back, tying the game, and then winning the game. So that was probably the biggest hit that nobody knows about because if I don't get that hit, we don't go to the World Series. That's awesome. Well, you definitely were one of the biggest key factors and one of the most important people in Mets history. Um, well, so, you, got, you, got, you got hits when they mattered, you know? That's the whole key. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You got to you gotta be clutch in those clutch moments. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next question is, for all the people that are listening and wanting to become better leaders, what did you have to do when chips were down, you were losing in the ninth, and what did you do to fire your team up to make that last-minute comeback? Well, I, I, I did it on the field, man. You know, I, I, wasn't, I didn't talk too much. I was more of a – I wanted to be up. I wanted to be up with the, the game on the line. See, most people, they're afraid, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and when you're afraid, you know, see, fear. Some people are red light players. Some people aren't. And that's what I was, you know, because I like I like I like uh I like the pressure. You know what I mean? I like being in front of the spotlight. Yeah. Well, we can we can all tell because you were you were one of the greatest. Well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, but like I said. You know, baseball is a grueling schedule, man. People don't understand, um, you know, when you're playing a normal season, unlike what's happened this crazy year with the pandemic and everything that's gone down. It's like, you know, baseball is pretty – baseball is probably its lowest point right now, you know. So I think that the fact that, you know, Stephen Cohen bought the match will turn that around. Hopefully. some fire around, you know what I mean? Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, so the next question is, what was your greatest win in your career and your worst loss in your career that still pains you to this day? Well, I mean, the greatest win was when I hit the, you know, three, one walk off Homer in the playoffs and the loss was, you know, so I was on the, I was on the field to win a world series, you know, in New York. And I was on the field when we lost the world series when in 93, when Joe Carter took Mitch Williams deep to end the game, you know? Yeah, well, 
you you have ups and downs in your career. And it's just part of everyone's career. Um. So ups and downs in career, yeah, in life, everything. You know? Yeah, it, it's that's true. how it works. That's how it works. So you have to you have to yeah. try to learn learn from what happened and keep pushing forward. You know, and you can't live back there. You know what I mean? You gotta. If you don't have something to look forward to, that means you don't have any hope. If you don't have yeah, any hope, you're, you have nothing, you know? Yeah, that, that's really true, and that's that, that's a great great saying right there. Um, So when you played the game, there was more crashing into catchers to get the winning run and just more of a physical overall game. Now you catch people talking to each other on first base, and, like, I guess it's a more soft game. How do you think – the game has evolved from when you played to 2020. Oh, yeah. No, no, bro. Like, when I played, if I saw another one of my teammates talking to the other team, we'd be fighting, you know? Yeah. You know, my, my motto was, we're going to go to their house, take their money. And- the question is, so baseball is a business. So when when you got traded to the Phillies, how are you? Uh, what were you feeling? How are you thinking? Like, what was going on in your head? That's funny you ask that, because when I got traded there, we were actually in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, really? playing, man, a day game, and, like, a right-hander was pitching, so at my first two at-bats, like, Davey said, okay, you're done. I'm like, what? So I go up in the clubhouse, and I hear Harry Callis, who's a great announcer, was a great, one of the best, say, a lot of action today at the vet, uh, uh, and his initials are LD, and I said, "Oh, fuck, I just got traded." Really? And so yeah, so I got a tap on the shoulder, and said, "Go in the office." And next thing I know, like, get traded to Philadelphia. And I said, well, "What do I do? Meet him at home plate? Well, how does it work?" That's funny. Well, that's kind of a crazy story. Do you th- do you think you would have? Do you think you like getting told that way, having the news uh, broken to you that way, or? Do you think you would have, like, uh, told by like your agent? No, no, I wanted, I wanted, be, I wanted to be traded. Yeah, because see, I needed to play every day. See, the only way you can get paid as a player um, is to be an everyday player. You have to play every day. So the Mets wouldn't let me play every day. They kept platooning me, and I was right at that point in my career. And then I went on the field, you know, hit three thirty, and you know. Should have won MVP in 93 and, and, and dominated, you know? Yeah. The best have made some bonehead moves for a long time. Yeah. Well, um, so the next question is, uh, what skill did you bring to the team and to baseball in general that nobody else brought? Um, my ability to, to play the game off the scoreboard, you know? I mean... You know, the game's played off the scoreboard. Situation hitting, you don't see anymore. You got to play the percentages, play the odds. That's what I did best, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that that makes total sense. I I do I uh place I play baseball for my school and um I I do the same when we're down one, I'm trying to fire everyone up, trying to make that play to tie it up and win the game and stuff. Exactly, bro. You got it. Yeah. Um, so when, um, so, uh, the last question is, and this personally, I've always wanted to know this, in your opinion, how'd you get the nickname Nails? 
Yeah, well, um, Bill Robinson who passed away was a great coach, and uh, and you know you're always crashing walls and everything. And he said, "Man, you're tough as nails." And then he stuck with me, you know. And so that was a good, good, better than being called thumbtacks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely know. I think that's the coolest nickname, honestly. Yeah, right? I mean, could be worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, it could be worse. And um one more question. Um what inspired you to write your um book, your New York Times bestseller? Well, that was easy. I mean, I've been asked to write a book for a long time, you know, a lot of times, but I wasn't ready to to to, to to pour it all out because you know to write a book you have to tell the good the badly the good the ugly and the, the good the bad and the ugly you know yeah so so that's why the book did so well plus i wrote it myself you know and you know i'm real proud of it because it was the hardest thing i ever did yeah well i i uh started reading it and i'm 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 just loving it so far oh yeah i guess better too but you're a little young for some of the stories, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know there's some crazy stuff in there, but that's uh, that's kind of been my life, you know. I'm either flying private jets or, or, or in, in the, you know, the depths of, of, of below, you know. So that's why I told you I didn't like the middle, so I always avoid the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like an awesome life, an awesome book, an awesome baseball career. Thank you so much, Mr. Dykstra, for joining me on my podcast today. It was truly an honor and a pleasure. That was me interviewing Mr. Lenny Dykstra, who is a former three-time All-Star. He was also a part of the famous 1986 Mets World Series team that